Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today's episode is all about being a short girl and shrinking with age in midlife. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach, midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. Seriously, I really am. If you're new or if you're regular, I'm just thrilled the podcast universe brought us together. It is such a cool and oddly personal way to connect. (laughs) I love to hear what we do together too, so make sure to let me know. Are we walking, gardening, driving, or even in the bathroom together? (laughs) Whatever it is, I love it. So the topic I wanna coach you on today is about being short in midlife and shrinking with age to be even shorter. (laughs) We're going in. But just quick, before I get into that, if you want to make sure that your 50th and 60th birthdays are as awesome as they can be, you really have to focus on getting unstuck and clear about your priorities, my friend. I created a fun new workshop to help you do just that. Actually, because it's more than a workshop, I'm calling it a fun shop. These fun shops are the best way to give yourself the gift of turning 50 or 60. More than that, they'll help you design the life you want and find your happy. And there's a huge bonus when you join the party. You can bring a friend for free. So if you're turning 50 or 60 soon or had a birthday recently, join us. This fun shop's for you. Head over to www.giftof50.com or www.giftof60.com and sign up now. All right, here we go. So this week is a special week here at the Women in the Middle. First, I turned 59 this week and I have to say I am pretty excited about it. This week officially kicks off my idea called Six in 60. This upcoming year on the road to 60, I'll be intentionally experiencing six particularly meaningful and interesting things, several of which are yet to be determined. So stay tuned as I'll be sharing this fun plan in the upcoming weeks. Second, this week also marks another notable occasion, the fifth anniversary of the Women in the Middle podcast. This is episode 262, and I've been sitting down with y'all every week since July 27, 2017. The podcast passed a million downloads three months ago, and it's growing every day. I started from zero, and one by one, you joined me in this super fun exploration of our lives at this point in time. Thank you so much for your interest, curiosity, and commitment to having your own back. Your time is valuable, and I'm so grateful that you decide to spend it with me as your midlife coach and mentor, one thought at a time. This really is a commitment to yourself to grow forward, and it's so beautiful that you've prioritized yourself this way. Well done, my friend, well done. So these two milestones got me thinking, what else can I share that might be useful to you in some way? And more specifically, what is something personal that I can share that I haven't shared before? As you know, I have a million stories and lots of amazing guests, but I have even more stories up my sleeve. (laughs) And as I was thinking, one idea popped right out. Yes, my height came to mind. I've mentioned my height in passing here and there throughout the course of the podcast, but I've never talked to you about my experience of being under five foot 
and what it means to be a short girl now at this age. And of course, what it means to shrink, <laughs> like we all do as humans in midlife. But when you're already 4'10", well, <laughs> you know what I mean. So being short is a great exercise in mindfulness, actually. It's really similar to any other label you might have for yourself. Being short is actually a thought. So think about it. In the five-step thought work framework that we use called the thought model, there's an important difference to be made between a fact and how you interpret the fact. In this case, the fact is my actual height, 4'10", or whatever it is now that I've shrunk a little bit. (laughs) And then there's my thought about the fact. Labeling myself short is actually a thought about that fact. You can imagine that there are some people who think I'm tall, (laughs) not many. Little kids, maybe. But for sure, in any given social situation with adults, I'm usually the shortest person there. I never remember a time when I didn't consider myself short. I stopped growing when I hit puberty, I guess around 12 or so. That's not unusual for girls. And that was it. I'm the oldest of five girls, though, in my family. And one by one, everyone grew taller than me. But not by much. I don't think anyone's taller than 5'2". Maybe 5'3", but I don't think so. I think it's 5'2". Growing up in a family where we're all pretty small makes it feel pretty normal. And I was never concerned about it growing up, but I was quite aware that I was short. People commented on my height all the time. And now as a woman in the middle, it's kind of funny when I see other women who are about my size. (laughs) We kind of acknowledge it with a wink, a smile, or a nod. When my kids were in elementary school, there was one other mom who was about the same height as me with smaller feet. Of course, we were friends. And then there was another mom who was about my size in another one of my kids' classes. Again, we were friends. I saw a woman in Starbucks recently who was my size, and we acknowledged each other. (laughs) And I like to watch that show called Married at First Sight. Do you watch that? I know it's kind of embarrassing, but I love that show. One of the experts on that show looks like she's about my height, and I can't help but like her even more, like we would be friends. I always notice and feel like I have something important in common with other women my size. This kind of reminds me of the way that Larry David talks about being a bald man on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He notices and feels an affinity towards other bald men. They have a shared experience in common. So with mindfulness practice, thinking I'm short or labeling myself as short is a thought based on the way I interpret the fact of my actual height. It seems like I'm just stating the obvious though, right? (laughs) But when you really look at it, there's a difference between saying my height and saying I'm short. Thoughts then make you feel a certain way. And this is why labels like this are so important to understand. Now, I have to say that I've never felt particularly bad about being short. It's never gotten in my way or held me back. However, I do notice that sometimes there's interesting thoughts just under the thought you're aware of. So to find thoughts like this, just ask yourself why. And in these cases, I think you'll find some thoughts that are commonly thought in our culture. Things like, it's better to be taller. That you should want to be taller. That taller is better. That average height is better. Those kinds of thoughts. Now, even though I've rarely found the way I think about my height as a problem, there are some sneaky, pesky little thoughts that are hovering up there in my brain a little bit. And when I say rarely, I really mean it. 
I can tell you there are only a few times that being short bothers me. But here they are in no particular order. The first one is when I'm standing in a crowd, like at a reception or going to an event. It's just hard to have a conversation and actually hear what a tall person or an average height person might be saying sometimes. And when they're talking to me, it's, it's awkward and it's hard to see and navigate because you're not eye to eye level with the majority. The second thing is when sitting in an audience. It is so nerve wracking to wait and see who the person is that will be sitting in front of you, <laughs> in front of me and likely block my view. I don't know if that happens to you, but I'm always like on pins and needles just waiting for that super tall person to sit right in front of me. And then the third thing is when I have to pay extra to shorten clothes. So I have to shorten pants and skirts all the time and sleeves. And so those are the three times when it definitely bugs me. So I don't find those other thoughts that taller is better, but I know that so many people do if they really, really dig. But I do have these situations where uh, it's not great to be short. <laughs> in my case. And speaking of thoughts, there was one more time when looking for a partner way back a million years ago when I was dating, and I didn't want somebody super tall, so tall that it was awkward. And one time I dated a guy who was 6'5", and we couldn't even hold hands comfortably. Like, you know, <laughs> it was just weird. Needless to say, I married someone who is 5'4", about six inches or so taller than me. Perfect. And then we had three boys. And for sure, I did have a thought or two about what I hoped their ultimate height was. I hoped that they were at least as tall as my husband. That is, I hoped that I didn't bring down the average too much. And I did think that for guys, it was better to be a little taller, definitely taller than me. So I did find that thought. And, um, and it was there. Like I remember going to the pediatrician and just checking on their curves, their growth curves, and growth chart. <laughs> you know, and she kept saying, how tall are you? How tall is your husband? Anyway, uh, I didn't want them to be my height. I really didn't. And I'm not sure what I would have been thinking if I had daughters. It is such a bias. But I did notice that I had the thought. Now, my three sons are between 5'5 five five and 5'8. Five Beyond my wildest expectations, I'm tickled. But generally speaking, I really don't have a lot of negative thoughts about my height. <laughs> I don't actually think it's better to be taller, except I wanted my kids to be taller than me. I accept myself the way I am. I love myself the way I am. Now, I must say with my husband and me, it's not a mystery why we are the heights we are. My parents were 4'11 and 5'6, maybe. I don't even think my dad was 5'6. And my husband's parents, 5'0 and 5'10. Little bit of height on my husband's father's side. Nobody on my side ever came anywhere close to being 5'10. <laughs> I even remember my grandmother being shorter than I am now. Like with all the shrinkage, she was a lot shorter than I am now. So interesting. Now let's get some more context about height and shrinking, though, shall we? Let's take a look at what's actually going on with height and North American humans. Apparently, the average height of Americans is about five foot nine for men and five foot four for women. And there are lots of ways to interpret these facts, facts about averages. And some of your thoughts or interpretations will create positive emotions and some will create negative emotions. So think about it. What do you make these averages mean to you? Do you want to be above average? 
Do you want to be average? Do you want to be below average? Does it matter? When you think about the averages, how do you interpret it? And some of your thoughts or interpretations will create positive emotions. Some will create negative emotions, remember? So ultimately, you want your feelings to be useful. So again, it's important to notice how your particular interpretation makes you feel. Really think about it. Really connect with it. Is it less than or amazing? Is it happy or sad? Whatever it is, just try to notice it. As usual, awareness is the key. You can think what you want, but you want to be more and more aware and more and more intentional as you grow forward. Labeling yourself short or fat or smart or messy or lazy or not confident, all of these labels and these kinds of labels can have a huge impact on your life, even though they feel like fixed facts that have no wiggle room. If you think something like, it is what it is, Really, that's not always the case because it's a thought and not a fact. And when you do this, you're actually making a mistake in giving your power away. We like to call that a thought error. (laughs) You can think more intentionally. You can learn to think on purpose. And all of this starts with learning to separate yourself from your thinking and become a watcher of your thoughts like a cartoon bubble with eyes. That's what I like to think. This is a really great skill when it comes to being more intentional about your thinking. Remember, learning to be more aware of your thoughts is important because it leads to creating how you feel and ultimately creating the outcomes in your life. So if you wanna know what you're thinking, look around, you've created your life. If you've created a life where you feel bad about the way you think about yourself, your results in your life will support your thinking. If I practice thinking that being short is hard, for example, I will create that reality for myself. It will be hard to be short. Thankfully for me, this has not been something that has become a habit to think. Now, the other reason I wanted to share this whole height thing with you all is because of the other part of the equation, shrinkage. Not the kind of shrinkage that George Costanza was talking about on Seinfeld in the Hamptons episode. I'm talking about when you shrink with age. And I'm sure you've noticed it with your grandparents and maybe even with your own height. But when you're short, shrinking like this takes on a whole other meaning, a bit more importance for some. Remember, I am starting at 410. About the time of my 50th birthday, I had a physical at the doctor's office and was asked to get on the scale. I did. And then she took my height, which kind of surprised me because I said 4'10", right? And she said, "Mm, I don't think so. Not quite. (laughs) So lo and behold, I was no longer 4'10". On average, we humans shrink when we get older. So I looked it up. Losing height with aging happens because of changes in bones and joints and muscles. Apparently, the typical height loss for Humans is about one half inch for every 10 years after 40. You can start to lose height in your 30s even. And you shrink faster after age 70. See, you don't just slow down. You go faster in some areas. So we're talking about one to three inches of shrinkage overall. And like I said, I'm starting at 410. There's a link to an article by Medline Plus in the summary notes that outlines what you can do to help prevent height loss as well. So if you're interested, it's there for you. So what do you think about that? One to three inches of shrinkage. Is that more shrinkage than you thought? Are you worried about becoming shorter? Does this bother you or do you just take it as it comes? 
When I think about these facts, the first thing that comes up for me is a practical concern, actually. But it's not a social one, which is the kind of thing that might be more common when you're younger. It's very practical. It's the kitchen and reaching things. Quite frankly, as it is, it's already a little difficult. I have step stools, those grabber thingies, and I even lowered the kitchen counter an inch when we renovated, which I am so glad that I did. It does kind of feel like insult to injury because of the way that height is valued in our society. That's really it. Like, I don't have a ton of baggage around my height, but society does. And I do wonder about the difference between the way that men and women interpret short stature. You know, I don't think I would have cared about my boys being my height if it wasn't such a big deal in society. That really did weigh on me. So I found an interesting evidence-based article in Psychology Today from 2019 by Rob Henderson, and it's called Five Reasons Why Women and Men Care About Height. So here are the findings the article talks about. There are five. One, women prefer to date taller men. Tall men attract more desirable partners. Two, people view short women and men as less attractive and less successful. Three, tall people make more money. Economists call this the height premium. Four, tall people are more educated and five short men report being less healthy. Wow. So as you can see, heightism and height shaming is a thing. And if you want to read more about that, I will put that link in uh, the show notes as well. So when you are personally affected by this stuff, you sure see how height can influence things like attraction, careers, self-concept, self-esteem, all kinds of things. And as I mentioned before, it all kinds of boils down to the common societal belief that it's better to be tall. Kind of like it's better to be young, that other societal belief having to do with aging. But with height, you're born with genetics that make you the way you are. And with aging, we're all aging from the moment we're conceived. We age every minute of every day if we're lucky. Isn't it odd that there's so much negative thinking around this stuff? So for me, growing up as a particularly short girl had its pluses and minuses. It didn't really bother me. It became part of my personality. It didn't affect what I was passionate about when I was growing up, which was marching band and jazz band. It didn't really affect that. I never had to worry about dating a shorter guy. I've never even met a guy shorter than me. (laughs) And my height was considered normal in my family. Now, there weren't really that many minuses, but in marching band, it was harder to make wide turns with huge steps. Like if you're doing uh, like a turn, a big turn in a line, the people in the end have to take really giant steps. So that was hard for me. And in jazz band, the year I played baritone sax, it was definitely a bit harder to carry around that big and heavy uh, baritone sax that came in the big giant baritone sax case. And also, you know, you use a neck strap with saxophones. It was a big giant saxophone. Anyway, as an adult, I was a little worried about having a large baby as a small person. And as I also mentioned, I wanted my kids to be taller than I was. I really did. But overall, it really wasn't an issue. But just like any part of you that you think is a bit different, you really have to become more and more aware of how you interpret the factual part of your personal situation. Notice your thoughts about whatever it is and decide if you like your reasons. Can you be curious about the way you're thinking about something? Are you open to interpret it differently if you want to? 
And can you see anything that happens for you as a result of the way you're thinking about it, whatever it is? So can you like put it all together? Can you be curious? Can you break it down and really notice what you're thinking, why you're thinking it, how it's making you feel and how all of it is is affecting your life? In the end, whether it's how tall I grew with my genetics or how tall I am now that I've started shrinking, it's just another part of who I am. I can give you a few tips, though, to help increase your sensitivity to this aspect of life and this aspect of so many lives. And as many short people would agree, there's some things that you might want to be more aware of yourself, and it's my pleasure to point them out and help you out. So number one, please stop commenting on a short person's height. Oh my God, you're so short. You're so tiny. Or this one, wow, you don't look that short on Zoom. (laughs) Think about it. Would you comment on other people's body characteristics so openly? For example, if someone had really skinny ankles, really unusual feet, or a wrinkly neck, would you make a comment? It's kind of like when strangers touch a woman's pregnant belly. It's just kind of weird. Now, I have to say, I have been guilty of this one. But in reverse, I have caught myself commenting on a tall person's height. Wow, you're really tall. I can't believe how tall you are. It's just not necessary, and the person you're speaking to may feel uncomfortable or self-conscious. If I'm having a nice conversation with a particularly tall person and I actually can't hear what they're saying, I will suggest that we sit down or move to a quieter space. But that's different than making an open comment on somebody's physical appearance. (laughs) Now, if a really tall person and a really small person are together and laughing at themselves in a fun way, that's also different. I have some particularly tall girlfriends, and when we're together, it will come up sometimes in a playful way or an observational way. I remember one time there was a sale on for designer winter coats, but this designer specialized in tall people, and I just wasn't interested in going with them on that outing. (laughs) There was just nothing there for me. Okay, number two, please stop commenting on how cute we are because we're short. Even though it might be a compliment, or you meant it as a compliment, as an adult, it's just kind of weird. What do you mean by cute? Less mature? Less than? Or do you mean attractive? Or childlike? Or young looking? See what I mean? I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Number three, please don't say we look younger because we're short. Or it will be better later on when you're older because you look so young, and so it's going to help you out when you're older not to look your age. It's kind of like the cute thing. It sounds nice at first, but then when you think about it, what's wrong with looking your age? Is there something wrong with looking older? You know what I mean? And number four, it's just kind of a weird expectation about what you're doing so that you can be taller. Don't suggest that short people should wear heels or only wear vertical stripes or that sort of thing. I know that it might sound ridiculous, but think about it. I grew up thinking that I should wear heels, that I should only wear vertical stripes. There are, oh, and also that I should dress all monochromatic, all in one tone. Now, some of this stuff might help sometimes, but it's always in my head when I shop. Always. It's definitely a message that's out there. There are some situations, like I mentioned before, when I want to be a little taller so I can hear or see better, like standing in a crowd situation. But when you say things like this, it's because you probably think it's better to be tall than short. So there you have it, four tips just to help you raise your personal awareness of heightism and some general awareness 
of how thinking about your your own thoughts about the way you label yourself is a great thing to keep working on. Even thoughts about being short and shrinking can sneak up on you. They can create some feelings you might not be aware of, and they can get in the way of you being your best self. Remember, curiosity for the win, one thought at a time. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. If you want to get unstuck faster, there is no better mechanism, no better way when you know you're meant for more. You know that you just don't want to waste any more time like this. You got to move forward. And so do it with a community of women just like you. Why not? I would love to be able to help you find that thing you're looking for and help you get unstuck. I want to invite you to check out the Women in the Middle Academy. It's my six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast. But more importantly, you get clear about what you want so that you don't have regrets. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. It's such a waste of time. Book your momentum call and we'll have a quick chat. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 262. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week.